0: You're listening to Radio Tabs Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1 800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au.
1: And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. They've got 13 stores across Australasia home of the Yellow Bag Special, and they're looking forward to Saturday night at Albion Park. It is going to be a wonderful program here for the harness racing action. Two Group 1 features highlighted by the Rising Sun and the Great Square, the inaugural running of the Great Square, and the support program is sensational. There's so much to talk about, and as far as star power is concerned, Uh, We've got it in spades here in Brisbane right now. Leap to Fame is going to be the headline act going around in the rising sun, very short with Tab. But one of the other star performers, without doubt, is the Perth Pacer, Magnificent Storm. What a record. He's got 50 career starts, 32 wins, and he's making his debut on the east coast of Australia when he goes around in race six on the Saturday night, contesting the Breakfast Creek Hotel. Mr. Feelgood, this is the final leader to the two big open-class races. Next week, we've got the Garrard Sunshine Sprint. The following week, the Grand Circuit event, the Blacks are fake. The man that puts the polish on Magnificent Storm is Ray Williams, and he joins us now. Ray, appreciate
0: the time. Yeah, Chris, good good to talk to you, mate. Thank you. How are you finding Queensland? Oh, I love it, mate. Yeah, it's great. Uh, when you had one day, it was raining, and the next day, is, every other day, it's been nice and sunny, mate. So it's beautiful, and all the people are happy You know, they're happy to uh, help you. Um, yeah, really really enjoyed it, mate. All right. Sounds uh, very good. Is it similar to Perth, the weather here? Um, yeah, it's better at the moment, but it's similar over the whole year. Yeah, it's pretty similar, but at the moment, home, it's raining and, you know, it's cold. Um, but at the moment, we've come away at the right time, I reckon.
1: Really, you've got really a, nice uh, the visitors, yeah, you've got the visitors' draw on Saturday night, the inside of the second row for his Albion Park debut. What were the thoughts uh, early in the week when the field was drawn up?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I naturally don't know what it's like over here, mate, inside draw at home, I'd be wrapped, you know. Um, I don't know the horses as good um, as I do at home, but um, all the corners the guys here looking at, so it's a pretty good draw, and I, I'm pretty happy with it, really. It's, a, it's a really uh, going to be a run to see where we're at, mate. Um, it's all different here. Um, it's it's nearly the same as I work, but a little bit different here. But I'm kind of just uh, falling in line with what Luke does here. You can't go better than that, and he uh, he's been doing the gulps for me, and uh, he's quite happy. So it'll be just interesting to see um, Saturday night how he uh, how he shapes up, and um, yeah, and then we'll know where we're at from there. We've got two weeks to go, and um, yeah, so we'll just see what happens Saturday, Chris. All right, uh, get
1: this drawer out of the road anyway, and then you can. Uh focus on some good draws for the big
0: races, the, the races that really matter. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And number one, can you give me number one for the next two? That'd be nice. <laughs> i will do um,
2: best. <laughs>
0: He's not real good at getting draws, I can give you the tip. He's had very, uh, very 9 is the worst very you can get in Gloucester Park, and he's had it nine times in his 40 starts. So, um, yeah, he just doesn't seem to have much luck. But um, anyway, we'll see what happens from here on. That's yesterday. Yeah.
1: All right, so he's arrived, and and how did he handle the trip? Because it is a big trip, so you've gone Perth to Melbourne, Melbourne to Queensland, so how did he handle the ordeal?
0: Uh, Perth to Melbourne was good. Um, He got there pretty good. He was in good condition. Grant, my son, travelled with him, and they stayed over at uh, Johnny Caldo's for the next day before the plane went out. But then the plane to Brisbane was running late. Um, so that knocked him around a little bit. Um, then he, uh, I think they, to, to Roomba, is it, where they, where he come down, and that's two hours away. Luke went out and picked him up, but, yeah, yeah, he had a bit of a rough trip. Oh, a lot, not a rough trip, but um, a bit of a long trip. Uh, knocked him out a little bit, but um, only about a day or so, and he's back on track now. I couldn't be happy with him. He's, um, he's settling into this this uh, stable, and, and he's eating good, and, yeah, so I'm pretty happy, because There's not, no excuses. You'll we'll see what happens. So, though, no, just looking forward to it, actually. Okay. Did he have his final piece of work
1: this morning in preparation for Saturday night?
0: Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, it a, a big one yesterday and a, and a pretty good one today and uh, his heart rate was really good and uh, Luke was happy with him. So yeah, we can't we can't do much else now. He'll have a, just a jog tomorrow and then um, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. But as we're going to learn a lot um, coming from there then into here and, and this racing and we'll just see where we're at and um, See how he how he handles the first up run. Normally a worry okay. warrior, so we'll see what happens. All
1: right. Yeah. That last start second at Gloucester Park, he was a stand start, he was off a sixty meter handicap, he was so brave running second. have you seen a, a performance like that in your time at Gloucester Park?
0: Uh, well, I have because I've, I've been around uh, unfortunately too long because I've been around when Peter Steel and uh, Mount Eden was going around. So yeah, but not very often. Though. It doesn't happen. Though. You listen to all the judges over there; they just say this stuff. Uh, you know, if he won, this would be a freak, you know. So and you know what? In the last meter or so, I thought he was going to win it too. So yeah, it was a big effort. and He pulled up real good from it. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's you know, he seemed to get over it. Didn't seem to knock him around too much, as I said. He, his fight his was good. Yeah, we have got to think, it's two weeks since then, and he's had a bit happening the last two weeks, so um, if he runs a real big race for me Saturday night, I think that'd be, um, you know, you, you couldn't ask for much better than that, so we'll just see what happens, mate.
1: Okay. Have you been tempted to bring him to Albion Park, just to have a bit of a bowl around, just to familiarise yourself with Albion Park? Uh,
0: no, I haven't. Um, I've been guided a little bit by uh, uh, Luke here, and, uh, you know, uh, he, he knows the way I work at home. Um, he doesn't ever see the hobbles in this race day. and I, I, He's the sort of horse I don't think, it you know, naturally the first time round is going to be better for him, but he doesn't seem to worry. He can kind of, I've taken him all over, uh, you know, he's been at Narrageen, he's been all over the place at um, Bunbury. He's been, you know, he, he goes to the first the track for the first time and doesn't seem to have a problem, you know. So if anything, it just lies him up a bit, which was probably a good thing because he's quite a laid-back character at home, you know. So, no, I don't think there's going to be a problem, mate. I suppose it's always good to have that run on it. Um, if it was way just down the road Two minutes, you'd probably do it but, um, but I don't do it at home So there's no point in doing it here you know, yeah, if, yeah. if Luke had said to me I think you should go down there, I would have um, But he didn't seem to think there was any problem mate. So uh, we'll just As I said, uh, it's all suck and see it, isn't it, On Saturday and see how we go um, yep. As long as he runs a real good race for us And we know we've got something to look forward to In the next two weeks
1: Alright Sounds good. Aiden DeCampo, your driver, he's pretty uh, pretty relaxed as well. So, what's he catching the red-eye tomorrow night and he'll be here first thing Saturday morning?
0: Yeah, he'll be first thing Saturday morning. Um, it's a pity that we couldn't have got him. Well, you know, he would have been good if he'd had a drive, but that's no dra- drama. Um, Aiden's, uh, Aiden's pretty in a similar mode as far as the attitude of their... Um, uh, temperament goes, as Luke, I reckon. He's pretty laid back, um, so that's not going to worry him. And He would have done his homework on uh, Albion Park, so yeah, there's no no problems there, mate. I suppose it's a good draw for him to be on the fence and, and be in amongst the of field, and, and then we just hope we get the run and see how he finishes off. Right. Yep. He's,
1: He's got a big ownership group as well, so when do they start heading across? Will they be here Saturday night, or do they wait for the two big ones?
0: No, no, Robbie, Robbie and Michelle come last night. They're the main, like Robbie Thomason, who is the main shareholder. He's our, um, the guy that finds these horses for us. Uh, Lee and, uh, Lee and Ian Sermon, they come over, they'll be here for the first race. Um, and then most of the others come for the, well, I will be here for the last one, but most of them come for the, the second race and, and so on, you know. So as from next week, it starts to liven up, mate. So I've been trying to take it a bit easier this week to try to get myself into uh, into nick <laughs> for them too. So, <laughs> But uh, it's all, I've had too much to worry about without doing that. But, yeah, that's good, mate. Looking forward to it. It should be good. I just hope that everything works out for them, you know. so Excellent. We'll right. hey, it's great to have you here. So really looking forward to
1: seeing this horse step out on Saturday night and uh, enjoy Queensland. I, I know you are already, but uh, looking forward to catching up Saturday night.
0: Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you talking to us, mate. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you up along the way. Excellent.
1: Thanks, thanks,
0: mate. Thank you. Here's Ray
1: Williams joining us, the trainer of Magnificent Storm, who steps out in the uh, the Mr. Fieldgood they got the final... Lead up of our free-for-all events coming through for Saturday night because it gets uh, serious next week with the Garrard Sunshine Sprint the week after that Grand Circuit event. So he is going to be a player, there's no doubt about it. Magnificent Storm. Our next guest is online and waiting patiently. It's been over 20 years since the last time he campaigned a horse here in Brisbane at Albion Park. We've got to go back to 2001. That was the last time he had a horse step out. It probably brings up some... Pretty ordinary memories because the horse that went around probably should have won the race. And we're talking about the England Grand Final. Chris Lane joins us now. Chris, good morning.
2: Good morning, Chris. Good to be back. How is it? Is it a little bit different from 2001? Uh, well, I haven't arrived yet, so I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it'll still be very hard to win. All right.
1: So, am I right in saying that's the last time you were here? Two thousand and one. National Interest went around in that final. Probably
2: should have won. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, National Interest and in Lester Scott up there. I think Lester Scott ran fifth, and National Interest went for a gallop. So, uh, so yeah. So that was the last time I was up there. But you know, th- these things happen. So we just got to keep moving forward, even if it takes you a couple of decades.
3: Okay, let's just uh, see if we can just uh, grab Chris and uh, then we'll go back to Chris who will wait patiently there for us uh, just while uh, we re-establish some communications there with Chris who seems to just have uh, dropped off for the moment. Let's go back to uh, Chris now.
1: Okay, so we've got a a technical issue at my end, so hopefully that'll stay away. Chris,
2: so yeah. 2001, national interest. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm not sure how much you heard before, but we, Lester Scott was up there. He ran fifth in the final and national interest galloped. So, you know, we we uh, these things happen with, with the trotter. So you just cop it on the chin and move on.
1: Okay. Now, if comes up, uh, he's a very good trotter. He's won 11 from 30. I spoke to you probably about a month ago. At that stage, it was a no but you're here on the weekend. So what's changed now for Courage Stride and Chris Lane to be in
2: Brisbane? Well, I could tell you it was the weather, but that's not true. Um, Basically, you know, we weren't eyeing off going up north because, um, well, he'd only just come back from a spell then. And, you know, I mean, as much as I like Courage Stride, he's sort of always been a yard below... You know Harry Stamper, and Ravash Dorr and those horses that were our standouts down here last year. So I figured I'm better off to concentrate. There's some good races coming up here that'll, you know, that I might draw good in and that would be perhaps easier to win. So we weren't go- going to come up. But when he beat the Free for Alls the other night um, at Melton, uh, when he, you know, beat Ultimate Stride and Harry Stamper, then he sort of showed that he's improved as a four-year-old so you don't get many opportunities to go around in a 150k race being a trotter so we better make the most of it and just come.
1: Okay I've got to ask the question uh, and you're a staunch supporter of the trotters did you ever think that Queensland would be hosting a group one trotting
2: feature worth a hundred and fifty thousand dollars? No is the short answer. I'm very very glad you are, and I think it's, you guys have got a lot of great things going on up there. You know, looking from afar, so I think it's great for the great for you guys. It's great for the industry, and I think uh, I'd better start planning earlier for next year.
1: Okay, so what do you make of this field on Saturday night? You're drawn off the second row. You know some of the main rivals that they look to be the Victorians, rocking with attitude, RC Phoenix.
2: What do you make of this field? Uh, well, the draw is difficult for us. Um, you know, it's obviously uh, Rockin' with Attitude and uh, RC Phoenix. They're both going very, very well. Uh, RC's Phoenix has just got better and better with age. He's, um, you know, and he's going very good at present. Rockin' with Attitude. She was a standout last year, and she looks like she's going to be a standout again this year. So. They're both at the top of the game. A lot of the others I don't know a lot about. I haven't really sat down and had a close look at them yet. But obviously, these races are never easy to win. And from 11, it's going to be difficult. Um, But like I say, the reason we're coming up with Curry stride is is that we think he's going very well at this point in time.
1: Okay. And that was highlighted by that victory against free-for-all opposition last time out at Melton.
2: That's right he uh like he sort of came out of the gate, did a bit of work, there was a bit of pressure during the race, I think uh, they ran i don't know fifty six on a cold, miserable night at you know in victoria uh, so uh, he ended up with a sit and then uh got home very, very good and uh like he ran down. Ultimate Stride, who obviously he beat Queen Alita a couple of starts ago and stretched her neck, you know, earlier than that. So it's pretty good for, form line for Courage Stride.
1: OK, so what do you need to happen
2: on Saturday night to win this race? Um, well, I, I I need to, to uh, have him go well and get in the right spots, I suppose. But, I mean, I suppose... It's going to be interesting how the race is run because um, I don't think it'll be a slowly run race because, you know, there's a couple off the front there that I think are going to don't want it to be a, a sprint up the straight because um, they're only one, they're probably the leader will win, you know. But um, but I I would think we, we need a bit of pressure on. I've got to be wary of... Um, you know, the other ones around me, um, if there's a lot of pressure on, I don't know how well a lot of the others will handle it. Um, and our horse, he's never been to Albion Park, so, uh, well, not to race anyway. Um, but, you know, so I, I would prefer a bit of pressure on, to be quite honest, but he can sprint very hard, so I'll just take it as it comes.
1: OK, did he have a look around Albion Park this morning?
2: Yeah, why? Well, we were you out there watching him, were
1: uh, I've got spies
2: everywhere. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. yeah no my <laughs> co-trainer Sonia Ma, took him there this morning uh, got out of bed early to beat the traffic and uh, he had a spin around there this morning and uh, but by, by, from what, what I've been told he he was quite good and uh, handled everything well so everything seems to be on track for him. All
1: right is it a hit run mission Chris? Is it just this one race or do you look at those other features in the next fortnight?
2: Um, I might make my mind up on Sunday, uh, but it's probably a hit run mission. Um, there's good, like I say, there's good racing coming up for courage stride down here over the next, uh, you know, September, October, November. Um, so we'll just wait and see basically. But, um, like I say, I'd have to say I'll make my mind up on Sunday and plus, uh, you know, I've got, uh, have to talk to uh, Emilio and Mary, the owners, and uh, see see what they think. I wouldn't mind spending another month up there, but, you know, I've got (laughs) an expensive taste, so I don't don't know whether that'll work out. When do you arrive? Uh, I'm catching a plane tomorrow afternoon because I don't want to risk coming up on Saturday, basically, in case something goes wrong, which seems to be the norm these days with the... You know, the the, the plane. So uh, I'll, I'll be up tomorrow afternoon, basically, to enjoy your sunshine, which had better be out.
1: All right. Well, you better pack sunscreen, then.
2: <laughs> I definitely will. I'll, I'll also bring an umbrella to keep the, the sun off me.
1: <laughs> I appreciate the time. We'll see you Trackside Saturday night.
2: Righto. Looking forward to it, Chris. Good to talk to you.
1: There's Chris Lang joining us, so uh, let's chat with another Victorian now. Because uh, I'm sure he's sporting sunglasses, sunscreen. He's got the uh, the short sleeve shirt on. He's probably got the board shorts as well. David Miles, he wouldn't know what this weather's all about, and he joins us now because he has arrived. I think he touched down yesterday. Rocking with attitude is going to be one of the major plays in the Grade Square, and he's online. David, good
4: morning. Morning, Basri. How are you? I'm very well. Have you got the sunscreen on? Got a little bit of anxiety here. I didn't know what that big orange thing in the sky was. I haven't seen it for six months. So uh, it uh, it frightened me this morning when it was uh, poking in the bedroom window. I'll tell you, uh, I didn't know whether it was your shiny head or the sun poking through the window. (laughs) Well, we've looked after you because uh, we've put it on for you today. It's a a perfect Queensland winter's day. It is. It's uh, absolutely magical out here. It's not a breath of wind. And, uh, yeah, no, it would be very easy to get used to, that's for sure. Who handled the trip better, you or rocking with attitude? I oh, definitely rocking with attitude. Yeah, yeah, no, by the by, the time I pulled up here yesterday morning with uh two overnighters uh yeah, I was spent so it's uh, I had a had a good sleep last night. Um we're uh, getting very well looked after out of here at Hotel Grimsey. It's, uh, it's uh it's been uh, been very well received and um and the horses are loving the uh the uh, nice quiet relaxed atmosphere out here too.
1: All right. I've got to uh, talk serious stuff about this race on Saturday night. Are you surprised Rockin' With Attitude is not the favourite or did you expect RC Phoenix to be the favourite?
4: No, I'm not surprised. I, I thought those markets are pretty right. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've made any secret of the, the analogy I'm using going forward in using the the Gallopers theory that when the, the Gallopers come out of a Corfield Guineas and then go into a into a Cox plate, only champion three-year-olds win it. And um, and it's still very, very hard to do. So it's, um, it's not going to be an easy task. We didn't expect to be favourite. and uh, um, But by the same token, we know with her gay speed, she's going to be on the lure. And um, with the sectionals that she's run versus the sectionals the other have run, um, if, uh, if, if things fall our way, you know, we're going to be hard to beat. Yeah,
1: there's no doubt about that. Uh, two starts this year victorious in both now both group ones mind you the oaks in new south wales and then the derby the following week so what has she done since that uh, that start that later start back on may 13 and uh, what are the fitness levels like going into the weekend uh
4: fitness levels are always pretty good she keeps herself very trim um we don't actually have to do a lot with her she's super athletic which is which is great um she's had two trials the first one was was really good on a very cold wet night at um at Bendigo. she ran a last mile on about fifty eight and fifty seven home and then she went to melton last week and, and made a little bit of a mistake uh, just about 80 metres from the line um we've we've had a little bit of hamstring trouble with her this season and um they just just got a bit tight on her getting close to the line so we've uh, um, which is not unusual she 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 we Nobody's sort of seen it off the track, but we, we, it's one of those just minor issues that we have to keep uh, on top of. Um, but she was going to run pretty quick time, though. Probably, they mile rated 56 for the mile on a cold night at Melton. So, um, an RC Phoenix strode up outside her, and we're probably just going to work the line together. So, um, she'll be fit enough, and, um, and she seems to have handled the travel really well. So, um, just a matter of, you know, at the end of the day, how we stack up and, and, and how good. The, the you know whether the three-year-olds can actually take on these older horses. Mm. Is, is RC Phoenix the horse to beat? Oh, I think so. From the barrier draw now, um, Courage Stride obviously. His his form is super, um, and and he's and he's strong and he's tough and he's had that extra season of racing and, you know, he he's been through twenty six hundred meter races last year in the Derby and and races like that. So and he's gone to that next level this year where he's, he's racing the best of the best in Melbourne. Um, but RC Phoenix, he looks. He looks very special, but he hasn't he hasn't taken on those very good ones just yet. Um, Chris has placed him superbly well this season, and he's you know toyed with his rivals really. Nothing's really got near him, so he um, he could be really one out of the box. And um, this is probably his first at uh, first foray at the really big big uh, group races but um, I'm sure he's going to handle it and from the barrier draw now I think he's the one to beat because he's probably going to land closer than Coach Friday's Okay and just to be clear if you're in
1: front there's there's no handing over you're going for an all the way victory I
4: I don't think Brad Williamson would be very happy with me if I handed up to be honest Chris you know he uh, we we, uh, we, uh, we made our our intentions known last year she's much better in front and um, you know, she's uh, she's got uh, she's got that advantage, and she's quick off the arm. Um, you know, I, I think uh, that if you if you're in front, you don't have to run past them. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've got to ask you the same question that I've asked a few of our guests this week. Did you ever think that you'd be coming to Queensland for a Group One trotting feature worth hundred and fifty thousand dollars?
4: Absolutely not. It's absolutely sensational. Um, you know, Brad Steele and, and David Brick and all the committee and everybody up here have uh, have, have really you've really got the uh, the bull by the horns now with uh, with a lot of these other states, especially Victoria, changing their their feature races where there is just a window now. For you guys to to really run with this carnival, and it should just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, I'm actually surprised by the the little amount of Victorians that are here this year. I thought there was going to be more. Um, and uh, I know that you know the New South Wales guys have been coming in droves for the last few years. But this carnival it really has an opportunity to and even to even be longer. You know if if uh, once once the new track gets up and running and if there's on course stabling and things like that. Um, there's no reason why uh, satellite stables for three months of the year are, are not an option.
1: Okay. Yeah, good point there. Uh, she's got a big ownership group rocking with Attitude. So all
4: the owners are going to be trackside this weekend? Oh, I'm sure you'll hear them from the box. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the, the junket might've already started. I, I think some of them landed um, already this morning. There's a, a big dinner tomorrow night and um, I think they're in some key Saturday and, uh, yeah, I've, unfortunately, I've got to go to Marburg on Sunday. I don't know whether I'll be going. I reckon I could have a sore head if, uh, if they get hold of me, that's for sure.
1: OK, well, if it's not the great square, you might be able to walk away at the Rising Sun Trophy because you're going to be driving he's Charlie's Angel. Unfortunately, he's got a, a terrible draw off the second row, but he's a last start Melton winner. Tell us more about this guy. How do you rate
4: him? Oh, he's got as much ability as probably to, to, to be in probably the top 10 horses in Australia. He, he's just a big goofball. Um, he probably doesn't track t- too straight and he he can get chugging when he probably shouldn't be pulling and um, he wants to hang out and hang in and, and run around. Um, you know, I think that race last week was 22.40 and I reckon he ran about 2,500 metres because he just zigzagged the whole way and looked like he was going to get beaten until he saw the horses real close to the line and then said, oh no, we'll, we'll, we'll take off again. So, um, yeah, he, he's just a, a work in progress that um, and he hasn't missed a fight. He's been in all the big races, like through two and three. And, um, you know, eventually his brain will catch up with the size of him and, and he's going to probably be a Grand Circuit horse. But, um, you know, he's, he's still uh, he's four-year-old going on two. And um, from that barrier draw uh, Saturday night and um, in that quality of field, I think, uh, I think we'll be trying to, to sneak some, uh, some of the smaller money.
1: Okay. Uh, does he back up uh, over the next couple of weeks as well, like rocking with attitude? Because she's going to start in the Oaks and the Derby. Uh, do you look at that four year old championship in a couple of weeks?
4: Oh, I'm not sure about the four year old championship. I think uh, Charlene had the JC McMullen race picked out. Um, okay. I think it's, uh, it's a restricted event um, and it's for good money. And uh, uh, I'm not sure. I think that's the middle week. And, and then we'll just play it by ear as whether he has a run on the last Saturday or not.
0: All right, well,
1: we're looking forward to seeing this uh, star-trotting filly rocking with attitude on Saturday night. She is certainly going to be one of the major players, and uh, it's going to be great to see her in action in the great square. Milesy, as always, appreciate the time, and we'll see you trackside.
4: Thanks, great, man. See you there.
1: Enjoy the sun. So there he is, David Miles, uh, getting some uh, rare winter sun because it's uh, pretty much uh, oblivious down there in in Victoria. So he's enjoying the, uh, the warmer weather here in Brisbane. This man was hoping to get to Brisbane for the carnival. He was hoping, wonderful, the fly would be lining up tomorrow night in that uh, feature of a rising sun. But unfortunately, they've decided to go a different path, and that's uh, that's kept Matty Young grounded in Perth. Matty, good morning.
3: Good morning to you, Chris.
1: Magnificent storm steps out Saturday night, drawn the inside of the second row. What can we expect, uh, us Eastern staters, that haven't seen this guy uh, in action live?
3: Uh, well, he's yeah, I'm not sure how to explain him. He's he's such a wonderful horse on the pegs and he's such uh, such a beast of the times that he can run. I'd love to have seen him draw to lead so uh, Queensland supporters could see everything that he's got going for him in that department. But at the same time, with the sprint lane in action, and you yes. mentioned on my show on uh, Tuesday, Chris, that he might be three back the pegs. Aidan DeCampo is one of the best three-back-the-pegs drivers in the country, and uh, we get to see him on show and be able to really flex his muscles on Saturday night. So, look, the horse is, he's a wonderful horse. His last start second, although in defeat, was out-of-this-world performance, and uh, I think he'd be pretty spot-on. Sounds like he settled in nicely. Uh, The boys had Ray Williams on the Sports Daily this morning, and uh, yeah, it's it's really fascinating to see how everything will unfold, but he is he is as good a horse as we've had over here in years, and it'll be great to see him step out and try and uh, fly the flag for WA.
1: Yeah, well, we spoke with Ray. He kicked off the show here this morning for us, and uh, he's confident, uh, no doubt about it. But uh, he said we'll need that little bit of luck from the barrier draw. But I tell you what, the thing that stood out when speaking with Ray, he's been given the five star treatment, magnificent storm, because. Uh, Ray's uh, not lacking in experience, uh, he's had plenty of nice horses but his son Grant, Puffer, he knows his way around a good horse and uh, he's chauffeured him all the way from Perth.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> losing nothing there with Puffer going over and uh, lending a helping hand and his team's flying in the thoroughbred world and they have done for over a decade. So uh, he used to be a top class harness trainer and driver and now he's a top-class thoroughbred trainer, but he knows his way around uh, the equine athlete. And I think, uh, I think Magnificent Storm, as you said, is getting that five-star treatment. So really looking forward to him stepping out.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, let's focus on Gloucester Park tomorrow night, 11 races. Big program there, kicking off nice and early. Uh, one of the feature races is going to be that four- and five-year-old event, race number six. Uh, what's the standout performer for you tomorrow night at that meeting?
3: Uh, Race six, number one, is my best, and that is um, Faster Than Dad in the uh, GPHR Westbred Winter, four-year-old and five-year-old restricted classic. He's been racing really well. He was third last up behind uh, Mighty Conqueror, and prior to that, he was a winner at Metro Event. Then he raced Magnificent Storm and Shockwave. So, look, he he looks really well placed. It's a nice field, don't get me wrong, but uh, he's got gait speed. Gary Hall, Jr. goes aboard. I think he should lead and I think he should win that race in that field. I mean, you've got horses. Armour X Factor, who I had a lot of time for, as a three-year-old has stepped up and he's um, he's undefeated four from four. This preparation, Paul Edward, who has drawn the back of Faster Than Dads Racing, oh, so well. He'll be Bondi's a good stayer. High prices racing well. There's plenty of talent in the field going forward and it's just a, a, nice, a nice look into the talent that we've got that uh, could be trying to step up and raise to, uh, rise to the grade of Golden Nugget status. But uh, Faster Than Dad has got that perfect draw, and he looks the one to beat.
1: OK, putting a big circle around him. Race six, number one, Faster Than Dad. G Hall, junior, barrier one at GP. That's a recipe for success, so that's the best bet. Your thoughts on the free-for-all race four there tomorrow night? Small field, but uh, interesting little line-up there.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and so Vampiro, I guess he creates a lot of interest in the race because we know he's got brilliant gate speed, but being first up, I think they'd probably err on the side of caution and probably drive him a bit more conservative. That's just a guess. Uh, Finvara has got the draw uh, himself and also himself is in the race, but meaning Finvara and Prince of Pleasure have been sharing victories uh, due to barriers or Uh, differentials in recent times. So uh, Finvara gets the draw this time. He's got a string of seconds to his name. He was narrowly beaten by himself last time out, where he came from last. With that draw advantage, I'm expecting him to be able to lead and win. He grew a leg and was a really big winner in his fastest time four starts ago when he led and beat Prince of Pleasure. And Prince of Pleasure couldn't actually get near him on that occasion. So I don't think there's a great deal between them, but with the draw advantage, you've got to say Finvara's got to be the one to beat.
1: OK, we're taking the G Hall Junior double there. Finvara race four, number one, race six, number one, faster than dad. Hey, Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. Uh, I know you'll be watching with interest. Magnificent Storm here on Saturday night. Looking forward to catching up again next week when we profile him for the Sunshine Sprint.
3: Cheers, Chris.
1: There's uh, Matty Young joining us from Perth, as he does each and every Thursday's best bet, race six, number one, faster than dad. Just before we close out the show this morning, some news coming through. I mentioned yesterday Shane Graham. uh, He was set to hear a a result for that driving uh, appeal or his appeal uh, for that uh, whip infringement. uh, Unsuccessful. So he won't be driving today, tomorrow or Saturday night, uh, but he will return on Saturday week. So he's right to drive on Sunshine Sprint Night. So there's some uh, uh, you know, silver lining there for Shane Graham. As disappointing as it is for him to be missing out on Saturday night, he is back in time for next week, so he will be driving. Turn it up in the Sunshine Sprint. So there's some news there regarding Shane Graham. Also, news coming through for Real Life. His uh, his carnival is now over. Trent Dawson has uh, found a little problem, which probably explains uh, what happened last Saturday night in the Queensland Sun. So he's set for surgery tomorrow. He is hopeful to have for real life back in time for the triad coming up uh, middle of next month. So mid-August. So disappointing news there. So uh, he was one of the the horses selected for the Hayden, the inaugural running of the Hayden coming up next week. So uh, connections have now got to scramble to find a, a replacement there. So wishing Trent all the best for that star performer. He won that feature race at Redcliffe only a couple of weeks ago, but as I said, came up a little short last week in the Queensland Sun. More star power arrives today uh, here for, for our carnival. Uh, Spirit of St. Louis, the Grand Circuit star, he's uh, set to uh, arrive in Queensland today. He will step out next week. He'll contest both the Garage Sunshine Sprint and the Grand Circuit Race, the Blacks of Fake. So he travels up today and his stable mate, Spirit of Arion, who's going around in the Derby on Saturday night. He also arrives today. Nathan Turnbull will arrive today as well with On Deadline. So there's some news coming through there and uh there was one other piece of news that uh i wanted to pass on but wouldn't believe it now i've uh forgot but uh i will get to that but uh if I don't think of it uh, anytime soon, we will go through it tomorrow. Jared Daffy will join us tomorrow. We'll go through all the market movers. All of those features are up with Tab right now for the weekend's features, races two through to eight. They're all feature races. Tab have been up quite early with those uh, fixed odds markets, so we'll go through all of them. Uh, Greg O'Connor will join us. He touches down in Brisbane today. He'll be here for the carnival like he was last year, so we'll speak with Greg tomorrow. Darren Clayton, Edgar Patterson, Ryan Spice, they're all going to be giving their thoughts for the big night of action coming through. So uh, great night in front of us. We've got a very good card of racing today. We've got heats of the APG series. That final will take place on Saturday week. So that's a, a big two-year-old feature coming through uh, next week. But Those heats will be run today. That is mobile rolling. The uh, Shepparton trials tonight. The locomotive is expected to go around, but don't expect to see Just Hope or School Captain next week for them. So... That is it. That is Mobile Rolling for this Thursday morning. Plenty more coming up tomorrow.